0: dot net, where if you mouse over the link at top for original edition, you will see the link to read A-C-I-M-O-E. On that same drop-down menu, there is a link to subscribe to an excellent daily email, also sent to you by the Course in Miracles Society, which contains both the workbook lesson and the text reading for the day. My name is Lemoyne Castle, and this call happens for and with you every weekday morning, Monday through Friday, from about 9.15 to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Today, we're continuing our reading in Chapter 7, The Consistency of the Kingdom, with Section 10, uh, The Extension of the Kingdom. And at the top of the hour, we'll pause for remembrance of our lesson for the day. Uh, But today, my friend, in Lesson 86, reviewing Lessons 71 and 72, Only God's Plan for Salvation Will Work, and Holding Grievances is an Attack on God's Plan for Salvation. Well, this is the point at which I would normally turn to Laurie for an opening, but uh, I think today just uh, ask that we start with just a short short period of silence on just the very beginning of this reading today about the consistency of the kingdom and Therefore, on the extension of the kingdom, which is part of its consistency being how it was created, in the first sentence, only you can limit your creative power, but God wills to release it. Only you can limit your creative power, but God wills to release it. All right, so I'll go ahead and continue with the reading from there. And chapter 7, The Consistency of the Kingdom, section 10, The Extension of the Kingdom. Only you can limit your creative power, but God wills to release it. He no more wills you to deprive yourself of your creation than he wills to deprive himself of his. Do not withhold your gifts to the sonship or you withhold yourself from God. Selfishness is of the ego, but self-fullness is of the soul because that is how God created it. The Holy Spirit is the part of the mind that lies between the ego and the soul, mediating between them, always in favor of the soul. To the ego, this is partiality, and it therefore responds as if it were the part that is being cited against. To the soul, this is truth, because it knows its fullness, and cannot conceive of any part from which it is excluded. And Fran.
1: The extension of the kingdom. Only you can limit your creative power. God spills wills to release it. He no more wills you to deprive yourself of your creations than he wills to deprive himself of his. Do not withhold your gifts to the sonship or you withhold yourself from God. Selfishness is of the ego. but self-fulness is of the soul, because that is how God created it. The Holy Spirit is the part of the mind that lies between the ego and the soul, mediating between them always in favor of the soul. To the ego, this is partiality, and it therefore responds as if it were the part that is being cited against. To the soul, this is truth, because it knows its fullness and cannot conceive of any part from which it is excluded. 92. The soul knows that the consciousness of all its brothers is included in its own, as it is included in God. The power of the whole sonship and of its creator is therefore the soul's own fullness. Rendering its creations equally whole and equal in perfection. The ego cannot prevail against the totality which includes God. And any totality must include God. Everything he created is given all as his power. Because it is part of him and shares his being with him. Creating is the opposite of loss. As blessing is the opposite of sacrifice. Being must be extended. That is how it retains the knowledge of itself.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you, Fran. And Harrison.
2: 92. The soul knows that the consciousness of all its brothers is included in its own, as it is included in God. The power of the whole sonship and of its creator is therefore the soul's own fullness, rendering its creations equally whole and equal, In perfection. The ego cannot prevail against a totality which includes God, and any totality must include God. Everything He created is given all His power because it is part of him and shares his being with him. Creating is the opposite of loss, as blessing is the opposite of sacrifice. Being must be extended. That is how it retains the knowledge of itself. Ninety-three, the soul yearns to share its being as its creator did. Created by sharing, its will is to create. It does not wish to contain God, but to extend his being. The extension of God's being is the soul's only function. Its fullness cannot be contained any more than can the fullness of its creator. Fullness is extension. The ego's whole thought system blocks extension and thus blocks your only function. It therefore blocks your joy and that is why you perceive yourselves as unfulfilled unless you create, you are unfulfilled. But God does not know of unfulfillment, and therefore you must create. You may not know your own creations, but this can no more interfere with their reality than your awareness of your soul can interfere with its being. Amazing.
0: Thank you, Harrison. And Robin Marie.
3: 93. The soul yearns to share its being. As its creator did. Created by sharing, its will is to create. It does not wish to contain God, but to extend His being. The extension of God's being is the soul's only function. Its fullness cannot be contained any more than can the fullness of its creator. Fullness is extension. The ego's whole thought system blocks extension and thus blocks your only function. It therefore blocks your joy, and that is why you perceive yourself as unfulfilled. Unless you create, you are unfulfilled, but God does not know of unfulfillment, and therefore you must create. You may not know your own creations, But this can no more interfere with their reality than your unawareness of your soul can interfere with its being. 94. The kingdom is forever extending because it is in the mind of God. You do not know your joy because you do not know your own self-fullness. Exclude any part of the kingdom from yourself. You are not whole. A split mind cannot perceive its fullness and needs the miracle of its wholeness to dawn upon it and heal it. This reawakens the wholeness in it and restores it to the kingdom because of its acceptance of wholeness. The full appreciation of its self-fullness makes selfishness impossible and extension inevitable. That is why there is perfect peace in the kingdom. Every soul is fulfilling its function, and only complete fulfillment is peace.
0: Thank you, Robin, Marie, and Jessica.
4: Thank you, Lemoyne. <clears throat> Ninety-four. The kingdom is forever extending because it is in the mind of God. You do not know your joy because you do not know your own self fulness Exclude any part of the kingdom from yourself and you are not whole. A split mind cannot perceive its fullness and needs the miracle of its wholeness to draw upon it and heal it. This reawakens the wholeness in it and restores it to the kingdom because of its acceptance of wholeness. The full appreciation of its self fullness makes selfishness impossible and extension inevitable. That is why there is perfect peace in the kingdom Every soul is fulfilling its function, and only complete fulfillment is peace. Insanity appears to add to reality, but no one would claim that what it adds is true. Insanity is therefore the non-extension of truth, which blocks joy, because it blocks creation and thus blocks self-fulfillment. The unfulfilled must be depressed because their self fullness is unknown to them. Your creations are protected for you because the Holy Spirit who is in your mind knows of them and can bring them into your awareness whenever you will let him. They are there as part of your own being because your fulfillment includes them. The creations of every son of God are yours since every creation belongs to everyone being created for the sonship as a whole. Mm -hmm.
0: Thank you, Jessica. And... Karen.
3: 95.
5: Insanity appears to add to reality, but no one would claim that what it adds is true. Insanity is therefore the non-extension of truth, which blocks joy because it blocks creation and thus blocks self-fulfillment. The unfulfilled must be depressed because their self-fulfillness excuse me, self-fullness the unfulfilled must be depressed because their self-fullness is unknown to them your creations are protected for you because the Holy Spirit who is in your mind knows of them and can bring them into your awareness whenever you will let him. They are there as part of your own being, because your fulfillment includes them. The creations of every son of God are yours, since every creation belongs to everyone, being created for the sonship as a whole. Ninety-six. You have not failed to add to your to the inheritance of the Son of God and thus have not failed to secure it for yourself. If it was the will of God to give it to you, he gave it forever. If it was his will that you have it forever, he gave you the means for keeping it and you have done so. Disobeying God's will is meaningful only to the insane. In truth, it is impossible. Your self-fullness your is as boundless as God's. Like his, it extends forever and in perfect peace. Its radiance is so intense that it creates imperfect joy, and only the whole can be born of its
6: wholeness.
0: Thank you, Karen. And is there a new reader for 96 and 97?
7: This is Sandra, I can read.
0: Great. Go ahead.
7: You have not failed to add to the inheritance of the sons of God, and thus have not failed to secure it for yourselves. If it was the will of God to give it to you, he gave it forever. If it was his will that you have it forever, he gave you the means for keeping it, and you have done so. Disobeying God's will is meaningful only to the insane. In truth, it is impossible. Your self-fullness is as boundless as God's like his, it extends forever and in perfect peace. Its radiance is so intense that it creates imperfect perfect joy and only the whole can be born of its wholeness. 97. Be confident that you have never lost your identity and the extensions which maintain it in wholeness and peace. Miracles are an expression of this confidence.
6: Hmm.
7: They are reflections both of your own proper identification with your brothers and of your own awareness that your identification is maintained by extension. The miracle is a lesson in total perception. By including any part of totality in the lesson, you have included the whole. You have said that when you write of the kingdom and your creations which belong in it, you are describing what you do not know. That is true in a sense, but no more true than your failure to acknowledge the whole result of the ego's premises. A kingdom is the result of premises, just as this world is.
0: Well, thank you, Sandra. And is there another new reader for paragraph
8: 97 and 8? Morning, Harrison. Charles here. Uh, Please go ahead, Charles. Thank you. 97. Be confident that you have never lost your identity and the extensions which maintain it in wholeness and peace. Miracles are an expression of this confidence. They are reflections of both of your own proper identification with your brothers and of your own awareness. That your identification is maintained by extension. The miracle is a lesson in total perception. By including any part of the totality in the lesson, you have included the whole. You have said that when you write the kingdom and your creations which belong in it, you are describing what you do not know this is true in a sense but no more than your failure to acknowledge the whole result of the ego's premises the kingdom is the result of premises just as is this just as this world is 98 you have carried the ego's reasoning to a logical conclusion which is total confusion about everything. Yet you do not really believe this or you cannot possibly maintain it. If you really saw this result, you could not want it. The only reason why you could possibly want any part of it is because you do not see the whole of it. You, therefore... Are willing to look at the ego's premises, but not at their logical outcome. Is it not impossible that you have done the same thing with the premises of God? Thank you. Thank you,
0: Charles. And is there another new reader for ninety-eight and ninety-nine? Another new reader for paragraphs 98 and 99. Okay, back to you, Fran.
1: You have carried the ego's reasoning to its logical conclusion, which is total confusion about everything. Yet you do not really believe this, or you could not possibly maintain it. If you really saw this result, you could not want it. The only reason why you could possibly want any part of it is because you do not see the whole of it. You, therefore, are willing to look at the ego's premises, but not at their logical outcome. Is it not possible that you have done the same thing with the promises of God? 99. Your creations are the logical outcome of his premises. His thinking has established them for you. They are therefore there, exactly where they belong. They belong in your mind as part of your identification with his, but your state of mind and your recognition of what is in your mind depends at any given moment on what you believe about your mind. Whatever these beliefs may be, they are the premises which will determine what you accept into your mind it is surely clear that you can both accept into your mind what is not really there and deny what is neither of these possibilities requires further elaboration here but both are clearly indefensible even if you elect to defend them thank
0: you Fran. And Harrison.
2: Uh, I'll read the last sentence of 98 as well. Is it not possible that you have done the same thing with the premises of God? Your premises are the logical outcome of his premises say said, again, your creations are the logical outcome of his premises. His thinking has established them for you. They are therefore there exactly where they belong. They belong in your mind as part of your identification with capsule A kids. But your state of mind and your recognition of what is in your mind depend at any given moment on what you believe about your mind. Whatever these beliefs may be, They are the premises which will determine what you accept into your mind. It is surely clear that you can both accept into your mind what is not really there and deny what is. Neither of these possibilities require further elaboration here, but both are clearly indefensible, even if you elect to defend them. 100. Yet the function which God himself gave your minds through his you may deny, but you cannot prevent. It is the logical outcome of what you are. The ability to see a logical outcome depends on the willingness to see it but its truth has nothing to do with your willingness at all. Truth is God's will. Share his will, and you share what he knows. Deny his will is yours, and you are denying his kingdom and yours. The Holy Spirit will direct you only so as to avoid pain. The undoing of pain must obviously avoid pain. Surely no one would object to this goal if he recognized it. The problem is not whether the Holy Spirit, not whether the what the Holy Spirit says is true, but whether you want to listen to what he says.
0: Thank you, Harrison. And Robin Marie.
3: 100, yet the function which God himself gave your minds through his you may deny, but you cannot prevent. It is the logical outcome of what you are. The ability to see a logical outcome depends on the willingness to see it, but its truth has nothing to do with your willingness at all. Truth is God's will. Share his will, and you share what he knows. Deny his will as yours, and you are denying his kingdom and yours. The Holy Spirit will direct you only so as to avoid pain. The undoing of pain must obviously avoid pain. Surely no one would object to this goal if he recognized it. The problem is not whether what the Holy Spirit says is true, but whether you want to listen to what he says.
0: Thank you, Robin Marie. And, uh, um, yeah, let me ask, is there another, is there a new reader who would like to conclude with reading 100 again? Any reader who would like to read 100?
8: Charles, sir. Okay. 100. 100 Charles. Thank you. Yet the function which God gave Himself gave your minds through His. You may deny, but you cannot prevent. It is the logical outcome of what you are. The ability to see a logical outcome depends on the willingness to see it. But it is but its truth. Has nothing to do with what you're willing with your willingness at all. The truth is God's will. Share his will, and you share what he knows. Deny his will as yours, and you are denying his kingdom and yours. The Holy Spirit will direct you only so as to avoid pain. The undoing of of pain must obviously avoid pain the undoing of pain must obviously avoid pain surely no one has surely no one would object to this goal if he recognized it the problem is not whether the Holy Spirit says it is it is is true but whether you want to listen to what he says thank you
0: And thank you, Charles. And so, for a brief recap here, and Chapter Seven, The Consistency of the Kingdom, Section ten: The Extension of the Kingdom just <laughs> is another way of saying the consistency of the kingdom created by the extension of God's thought and will. So, in the first sentence here, only you can... Cre- <laughs> Let me do this in the first person then. Only I can limit my creative power, but God wills me to release it. He no more wills to deprive anyone of their creation than he wills to deprive himself of his. Do not withhold your gifts to the sonship or you withhold yourself from God. 92. The soul knows that the consciousness of all its brothers is included in its own as it is included in God. The power of the whole Sonship and of its Creator is therefore the soul's own fullness, rendering its creations equally whole and equal in perfection. The ego cannot prevail against the totality which includes God, and any totality must include God. Everything He created is given all his power because it is part of him and shares his being with him. Creating is the opposite of loss as blessing is the opposite of sacrifice. Being must be extended. That is how it retains the knowledge of itself. 93, the soul yearns to share its being as its creator did. Created by sharing, its will is to create. You may not know your own creations, but this can no more interfere with their reality than your unawareness of your soul can interfere with its being. Or, the kingdom is forever extending because it is in the mind of God. You do not know your joy because you do not know your own self-fullness. Exclude any part of the kingdom from yourself and you are not whole. A split mind cannot perceive its fullness and needs the miracle of its wholeness to dawn upon it and heal it. The full appreciation of its selffulness, the soul's selffulness, selffulness makes selfishness impossible and extension inevitable. This is why there is perfect peace in the kingdom. Every soul is fulfilling its function and only complete fulfillment is peace. The creations of every son of God are yours since every creation belongs to everyone being created for the sonship as a whole. 96. You have not failed to add to the inheritance of the sons of God, and thus have not failed to secure it for yourselves. If it was the will of God to give it to you, He gave it forever. If it was His will that you have it forever, He gave you the means for keeping it, and you have done so. Its radiance is so intense that it creates in perfect joy and only the whole can be born of its wholeness. 97. Be confident you have never lost your identity and the extensions which maintain it in wholeness and in peace. Miracles are an expression of this confidence. They are reflections both of your own proper identification with your brothers and of your own awareness that your identification is maintained by extension. The miracle is a lesson in total perception. By including any part of totality in the lesson, you have included the whole. The kingdom is the result of premises just as this world is. All right, 98. You have carried the ego's reasoning to its logical confusion, which is total confusion about everything. Yet you do not really believe this or you could not possibly maintain it. If you really saw this result, you would not want it. The only reason why you could possibly want any part of it is because you do not see the whole of it. You are willing to look at the ego's premises but not at their logical outcome. Is it not possible that you have done the same thing with the premises of God? Your creations are the logical outcome of his premises. His thinking has established them for you. They are therefore there exactly where they belong. They belong in your mind as part of your identification with his, but your state of mind and your recognition of what is in your mind depend at any given moment on what you believe about your mind. Whatever these beliefs may be, they are the premises which will determine what you accept into your mind. It is surely clear that you can both accept into your mind what is not really there and deny what is really there. Neither of these possibilities require further elaboration, but both are clearly indefensible, even if you elect to defend them. and 100 yet the function which God himself gave your minds through his you may deny but you cannot prevent it is the logical outcome of what you are the ability to see a logical outcome depends on the willingness to see it but its truth has nothing to do with your willingness at all truth is God's will share his will and you share what he knows. Deny his will as yours, and you are denying his kingdom and yours. The Holy Spirit will direct you only so as to avoid pain. The undoing of pain must obviously avoid pain. Surely no one would object to this goal if he recognized it. The problem is not whether what the Holy Spirit says is true, but whether you want to listen to what he says.
1: Thank you, LeMoyne. Thanks for that.
6: Thank you for it.
8: Thank you, dear one. Thank you. Thank you, Lemoine.
4: Thank you, Lemoine. Thanks, Lemoine. That was really comprehensive and wonderful.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, Jessica. It's hard not to just think into reading it. Um and uh just wanna bring one line from Friday's reading, the last one. Your wholeness has no limits because being is in infinity. And with that, um, I turn to you, Fran, to lead us in the lesson for the day.
1: Okay, thank you. Hi, everybody. We are in the first part of the workbook, and we're on the second review. And the review, the lesson is lesson 86, review of lessons 71 and 72. So I'm going to read one paragraph from the introduction. It's my favorite one. I love it. (laughs) There is a message waiting for you. Be confident that you will receive it. Remember that it belongs to you and that you want it. Do not allow your intent to waver in the face of distracting thoughts. Realize that whatever forms such thoughts may take, they have no meaning and no power. Replace them with your determination to succeed. Do not forget that your will has power over all fantasies and dreams. Trust it to see you through and carry you beyond them all. So I'll go to the lesson. Lesson 86. Uh, The recap of Lesson 71. Only God's plan for salvation will work. It is senseless for me to search wildly about for salvation. I've seen it in many people and in many things. When I reached for it, it was not there. I was mistaken about where it is. I was mistaken about what it is. There are some suggested forms, these are some suggested forms for applying this idea specifically. God's plan for salvation will save me from my perception of this. This is no exception in God's plan for my salvation. Let me perceive this only in the light of God's plan for salvation. And now we have the review of Lesson 72. Holding grievances is an attack on God's plan for salvation. Holding grievances is an attempt to prove that God's plan for salvation will not work. Yet only His plan will work. Specific applications of this idea might be in these forms. I am choosing between misperception and salvation as I look on this. If I see grounds for grievances in this, I will not see the grounds for my salvation. This calls for salvation, not attack. We'll take a moment and reflect on these. Lesson 71, only God's plan for salvation will work. Lesson 72, holding grievances is an attack on on God's plan for salvation. Only God's plan for salvation will work. Holding grievances is an attack on God's plan for salvation. Amen.
2: Amen. Thank you, friend.
8: Thank you, friend.
0: Thank you, friend.
3: Thanks, friend. Thank you,
1: guys.
2: Good morning, it's Harrison. How simple is salvation so we we made a boogeyman out of salvation, thinking that you've got to go through this elaborate process. All we have to do is look at the traditional churches, synagogues, temples, mosques, and it's about ritual um, saying the right things doing the right thing. It's all external stuff. The Course says to me in this lesson and others all you have to do is change your mind.
6: That's
2: all you have to do. Um, you were just mistaken. Uh, You want salvation? Only God's plan for salvation will work. God's plan for salvation is an internal plan. It focuses on our thinking. It focuses on how we perceive Somebody's unmoved it and making a little noise. Um, But he says, all you have to do is change your mind. God's plan for salvation will save me from my perception of this. When I read those four words, my perception of this, a light came on. And I realized that it was not the situation that I needed to be concerned about. Whatever the situation, however it appears, It's my perception of it that I have to look at. So I don't have to be saved from the situation itself, but I do need to be saved from my perception of it. And God gave me help to do that. Whenever I'm tempted to be upset, I just need to turn to the Holy Spirit to provide me with the thoughts I need to change my perception. I need to realize that this is just my perception of the problem. The problem is not outside of me. It's the way I see it. Which means, who am I listening to? Which teacher am I listening to? Holy Spirit or the ego? Jesus or the ego? If I'm upset, I know I've chosen the ego. God's plan for salvation asks me to change my mind. And more to the point, to change my teacher, Who am i listening to. So God's plan to save me is to have me choose a new teacher, to stop listening to the ego, and start listening to Jesus, the Christ in me. And holding grievances is an attack on God's plan for salvation. In, within God's plan for salvation, grievances have no role. Because grievances are an attempt to prove that God's plan for salvation will not work. And by holding grievances, I'm shielding myself from salvation. Lots to say about these two lessons, but I'll stop there. I'm complete.
3: Thank, you, Thank Harrison. you, Harrison.
1: Thank you, Harrison. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you, Harrison. Thank you. Your Thank you, uh,
3: your explanation brought up something um, in my past that I um, realized that I could have done differently. I was with my family in Florida at a Disney World. And my grandson, who is half black, Native American, and a quarter Jewish, and then everything that I am, which is Eastern European, I mean, Western European, um, a beautiful and black child. And we were walking along, he was like four. And... I could feel that there was a lot of energy coming toward us that I didn't like. It felt very uncomfortable, and I felt very protective of him. And if I could go back instead of shielding him in the particular way that I did, which is kind of to send negative energy to the people who are walking by me um, I would have protected him with more love I would have uh, you know extended more love to him Um, I'm not sure that I would have been able to um, send that love to those people but I wouldn't have sent neg- sent negativity to them. I would have just been neutral. But I certainly would have protected my grandson in a different way. Thank
8: you. Such a beautiful soul. Thank you.
6: Thanks, Rob.
9: Thank you. This is Ida. Good morning, Um I'm gonna start with something I shared in the other group and then go on. Um, Like, only God's plan for salvation will work. You know, why do I try everything and everyone else? Because I have the time to waste. (laughs) I'll tell you that. As an ego, ego, somebody said ego is E, edging, G, God, oh, out, edging God out. But, but the thing about all that is, that's not real. Time and space are as much of an illusion as the ego. And in reality, the Course tells us that when we had that tiny mad idea of separation, in that first tiny tick of what became known as time, uh, in that moment, God created the Holy Spirit. And in that moment, we were back. So it really was as if, you know, we never left, like it says in the Course. We really never left. That's the ultimate reality that we all have to face sometime, and it's, of course, wonderful to face it, really. Um, When we face it for just a moment, and that's what we call a holy instant, right? So so in time, we have a job, (laughs) a task. And that's to forgive everybody and ultimately love everybody until we realize that we are one. And we go back and realize that we never did leave heaven. We never did leave God. We never did leave each other. And by the way, it says somewhere in the Course that in time, once we had that tiny mad idea, it took us millions of years to actually, quote-unquote, separate from each other. I don't know if he meant physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. I'm going to assume he did. But but yeah, that it took a long time to separate. It seems to be taking a long time to come together. But remember, when you feel discouraged, that you can reach for the reality because it's always with you that we are in heaven with each other as one with God here. And now, the only time and space there really is. Thank you. I'm
8: complete. Thank you, Ida. Thank you, dear one.
2: Amen. Amen. Thank you.
3: Thank you, Ida.
1: Thanks, Ida. Thank you, Ida.
8: Good morning, all. Charles here. Um, God's plan for my salvation is the only plan I would have for myself. And I realize God's plan for my salvation is for me to be as God created me to be. And as he extended of me out into the void, in from the warm, loving, ever-present, creative being that gave birth to my existence as a divine idea within his own mind, did I, from within, started to be aware of that which is without, and I identified with that which is without, and thought I was that which is without. And that became my tiny mad idea of something I had to assign meaning to everything I saw, in order to feel the remembrance of home, of the love God gave me. And as I remember God's love and God's love alone, I realize that that which is without is just a reflection of that which is within. And I look, behold, that which stands before me reflects to me the idea I would hold of that within me. And I misunderstood and thought I was without. And really it's only a reflection of me within. I would choose to be. God's salvation is the only plan I would have for me. Is to remember to extend as my father extends one life one love, one joy, one being. And I see the life that flows through all, all creatures. I feel the life that spins this world, the light that lights the sun, the love of God's ever-present being in all vastness, in all consciousness. I realize I am still in my Father's womb He extended me and I became the greater him as I extend him into the greater. And I do appreciate God's plan for salvation as I turn within again and remember God's love for all I behold. And love for life flows through me from a greater source than I myself alone can give. And I give thanks for that. Amen, thank you.
6: Amen.
9: Amen, thank
2: you, Charles. Wow, oh, so Charles.
9: Charles. thank you.
10: Thank you, Charles.
9: Thanks,
10: Hi. Charles. Hi. This is Lana, I just came on and was able to come on the call, but boy, Charles, that was spot on, you know, and I think that's our big confusion that can really trip us up Um, when we think we have a mind separate from the mind of God, where we eternally reside. I can think I'm limited by this body. And what helps me to remember is to recognize that I'm not in the world. The world is in me. I'm not in a body. The body is in me. And the source is infinite, you know, as being one with the mind of God. It's all-encompassing. There is no other thinking mind. When I think with the ego thought system, I'm gonna fall right on my face and become confused, try to, and then use the thing that's causing the confusion, the ego mind, to try to figure out (laughs) the answer to the problem that it itself created. But when I remember that everything is contained within the mind of God, everything I've ever thought or created was created with love. And then when I'm aligned with the ego thought system, I give love meaning that's different than itself because the ego thought system is so alien to truth that it will deny and attack anything that has love. And everything is love. (laughs) I may not, I may have judged it differently from the ego's point of view. And I may have believed in my judgment. But it's just a camouflage that covers it. The love is still there. That's safe. I'm safe. You know, and the remedy for it all is love. You know, anything touched by love becomes love. And for me, that's what forgiveness is. I don't resist what I see, even if, you know, pain—be it physical or emotional—is still pain. It's still alive um, in my ego mind, and and I and I believe in the pain more than I believe in the truth. I'm sorry. I'm outside on a porch. It's such a beautiful day. There may be background noise, noises and traffic, and remembering forgiveness just clears up all that confusion and reminds me that I'm not what I see what I see is just like Charles says is reflection and I can reflect if I'm believing I'm the ego thought system if I believe I'm separate from my eternal truth if I believe that it will show up and it will reflect the pain it will project that pain and it'll seem outside of me And I have to do something about it but when I remember the truth you know and that then it becomes and I bring that and I bring it to that truth I bring it to love I embrace it with love whether it's pain or anger or sadness or deception I don't resist it I just bring my mind back to God and and bring it with me and I'll say look at this with with Holy Spirit. Look at this with me, Holy Spirit. What is the truth of this? And the truth shines in my mind, not through thinking, but through non-thinking, through stillness, where my focus is where it needs to be, where I point my mind. And and regardless of the amount of pain I'm in, I always retain the power to point my awareness back to within. You know, and, and that's in fact the only thing I need to do I just have to point my mind back to truth love kicks in and does the rest it heals the pain whatever form it shows up in and I return to peace you know it's it's that one solution to every conceivable perceived problem for me is returning my mind to truth returning my mind to God bringing all my focus and attention to God instead of my focus and attention being on the problem or whatever problem I seem to be perceiving. When I feed the problem with my focus and attention, when I resist the problem, it, it's like for me, my experience of it is like that energy, because I believe everything is loving energy, but that distorted energy stays fixed in my awareness. When I bring my focus and attention back to God, I'm not feeding that. And there's no resistance, so that um, delusion is free to pass through me, you know. And and we call, you know, the you know humans we sometimes call happy moments as bleeding, and that's because we don't have any resistance to them. Those happy experiences just flow through us with no obstruction. But when an unhappy or uh, something judged as unhappy or painful comes in, it's like it draws me in and sometimes it can seem like it's cemented to my mind. And forgiveness seems to just dissolve the solidity of it and it melts away and just slides off the mind and disappears. So uh, I really appreciated your, your share, Charles. Thank you very much.
8: I'm complete. Beautiful. Thank you, dear one, so much.
3: Super good. Thank you all. Ciao. Thank you, Anna.
0: Good day, Robin Murray. Good
7: morning, Mrs. is Sandra. And um, only I can limit my creative power. And creating is the opposite of loss. Because if things don't work out, there's a thousand other ways they can work out. And so how I limit my creative power is with one grievance. There's something wrong here. <laughs> it shouldn't look like this. And And then I... I idolize that. I start focusing on it. I start experiencing emotional pain around it. When I can simply let it go and try a thousand different other creative ways <laughs> to um, to work to work this out, which is called creation. Those thousands and thou- there's mil- it's infinite. There's infinite ways to create, and to create joy. Extending God's being is love of self and others. Extension includes all creation. I block my joy by holding on to what's not working for me, instead of being open to all the other possibilities for joy and for me selfless self fullness it talks about self fullness is is wholeness because there's infinite choices god's will is that i accept what is and not judge it once i accept what is without judgment i'm free to create in a in hundreds and thousands, in limitless ways. I just have to accept what is and not think there's something wrong here. If if one way doesn't work, I can try another as long as I accept what is. And, I mean, I can sit with the pain and, and try to, you know get to the bottom of it cooking the whole thing instead of just letting it go this isn't working maybe i should try something else because that's god's extension is creativity it's my responsibility take myself out of pain by using the truth of god by using the truth that's in this book, which it works, I'm complete.
8: Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Appreciated.
10: Thank you, Sandra, that was beautiful.
0: Thank you, Sandra. Yeah, thank you, Sandra. I like the emphasis on uh, salvation as freedom. Freedom to create. Thank you.
10: Well, let me just jump in quickly and I'll shut up. (laughs) Um, You know, that's so true what you say, Sandra, you know, because if I'm aligned with the ego thought system, the ego's only point of reference is the past. That's the only place it has for information. And of course, there is no past. And the option is, and and so what can happen if we, we look, when the ego thought system looks to the past, and we're aligned with it and doesn't find an answer, depression can set in. It's, it's like a hopelessness. You think an answer doesn't exist. But in truth, you're a creator. You, ha- you, are, you are part of the infinite mind of God. And that's um, why I always write about solutions showing up in unimagined ways because they're not coming from the past. You know, that's the seek and do not find arena. but. When I trust God to deliver the answer to my mind, not by thinking, but by stillness, all of a sudden it's like I'm so surprised by joy. It, it one or two things usually happen. One is that um, the answer is fresh and new, and and I recognize that, and it always brings with it certainty and clarity and peace, you know, and. Um, the other thing is what I w- couldn't show up is what I was so worried about all of a sudden becomes meaningless it renders the question insignificant and there, there is no question anymore I just have the peace of God you know so again it's like remembering we're creators we don't need to have something from the past to save us we can create with God and and just um, refresh. You know, it's like refreshing a computer <laughs> or restarting it, or, or, you know, what Judy always says, it returns it to its original factory settings, and then it works perfectly. <laughs> anyway, I'm complete. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Lana.
9: Thank you, Lana, for your share.
0: Beautiful.
7: Oh, thank, thank Lana. you. Yeah, where I feel the most pain is when I get stuck thinking that it's supposed to look a certain way. I'm complete.
6: Amen. Thank you. Thank
8: you, dear ones. Yeah. Well, very was- true. What i love to share with my brothers and sisters is that very beautiful silence. In that silence, there is no resistance. There is just a remembrance of home. Quiet joy. A sense of quiet confidence. Sense of external presence of being. In which I live and move. And in the silence, God fills my mind with wonderful and beautiful ways of being, ways of seeing, that are born within the creative aspect of being and extend outwardly into the world. in for effortlessness of movement and joy of being through all these ideas birthed in me by the love of God come forth and bring together cooperative components that they may become fullness of the expression of God's love for all. But it all started within the silence that I shared with my brothers and sisters in whom God's love fills my mind and my soul with great joy to share with each other and everyone, the beauty you would have us behold. Amen. Thank you.
9: So, because we created the ego, which is separation, we created fear, and, uh, well, in the course terms, we didn't create any of that, we made it, but, uh, so we created perception, we made perception, so we could see all many different colors, when there's really maybe only the white light of God or whatever, We hear many different things, we uh, do things, we have to get things done when there really wasn't anything to do in heaven. Nothing to get done and all our needs were met. We had no needs. So it's very interesting when we start to think about the difference between the word, the life of the world and ego perception Versus the life of heaven and true vision would we had more glimpses of true vision? I certainly want some. <laughs> it's been a while, but uh thank you. I'm complete
8: you beautiful, beautiful. thank you so much, Ida mm.
7: It's interesting, Ida, because I think there has been a predominant need. um, And I'm not sure if it's a need to survive at any cost. And actually, that's not our job either. (laughs) I I don't think it's my job to survive. I think it's my job to surrender God's plan of unconditional love and acceptance of what is incomplete.
10: Amen to that.
6: Mm.
2: As I read this section, this is Harrison. Um It really jumped out at me, this idea of my
6: creations
2: and probably more importantly, the idea of extension and the title of this section, The Extension of the Kingdom, and throughout this section, it talks about how our function is to extend. what God created and that becomes our creations and what did God create? God created us as love and only love and so He created us. He gave us our function. Our function is to extend love. And how do we do that? I think how we do that is by first seeing each other as God's extension, as love. And then extending love whatever. And that's, that's how we create. But just simply loving. That means no holding judgments. No attack. It's just extending love as God created it. The first line in the section, only you can limit your creative power. But God wills to release it. That's what I've been doing. I've been limiting my creative power. And my creative power goes back to this idea of extending
6: love.
2: That's what God did in his creation in creating I say us, quote, unquote, but he created his one son by sending himself and himself is love. And that's all we need to do. Uh, was a Renee that was telling the story of walking with her grandson. Perfect opportunity. Uh, And to just extend love. Just extend love. And I think we'll be amazed. At what the reactions will be, I walk into uh, a restaurant, and i
6: uh,
2: after I've done my lessons and gotten on these phone calls to with you guys and so, my spiritual self, I call it, is heightened. I walked into the restaurant and bought my food, had my breakfast, and the waitress comes up and she says, your breakfast is free. There's no charge. I said, "What?" <laughs> she said, "There's no charge." She says, "I, I will take care of your breakfast." And that's not the first time that that's happened. And I just think, boy, this stuff is powerful. If I can just practice it day by day, and believe me, (laughs) I don't, I don't, I wish I did. But if I could practice it day by day, what would my life be like? Instead of limiting love, instead of limiting my creative power, just let it flow in whatever situation I may be. I think the result will be astounding. I'm complete.
10: thanks Harrison. Oh, Harrison. Thank you. You're so lovely.
7: I'd just like to add on there's an there's
10: an infinite
7: amounts of ways that I can extend love <laughs> It doesn't have to look a certain way that I think it's supposed to look. I'm complete.
10: Thank you,
6: Sandra.
2: Thank you, Sandra. I agree. Thank you, Sandra.
11: hi this is yogi chris i'm here peacefully listening just wanted to say hi hello hello
9: hello Hello, yogi chris good morning chris
0: welcome
11: Like to share about the lesson, lesson 86. Uh, I appreciate that uh, when I witness any uh, fearful ways of looking with accompanying feelings, that forgiveness, which is my function, can um, maintain my. Maintain me in peace, um, that God's plan has worked for me now for several years, and I'm going to stick to it because it works. I love working it. Um, that um, this plan can continue freeing me, and I could tell that I'm at a certain level of freedom within me because I'm so spontaneously happy at at many times and that um, all the times that I've removed grievances or barriers to God has brought me to this place that I'm at right this moment that I could be living proof that God's plan works Uh, as I practice it and I continue watching and being alert for opportunities to give over grievances um, God plan works for me and I have proof over a period of time that my trust in that strength has been validated that hope continues within me because of the tool of salvation. Now, I'm working with this tool um, and just being alert for holding God's best interest for me and my brothers and sisters. Um and following that plan, and uh, it's neat. Usually I have a – when I was serving work, I used to have a plan in motion. This is what I want. This is who I'm going to need to get that in my department. This, is, These are the interventions that I'm putting into place. And eventually, if needed, I could revise it and put it on an action plan. Uh, God doesn't work that way. <laughs> God, for me, God works in uh, bringing my awareness and my attention in the now, in the holy instant, and uh, being just being aware, uh, being aware of this moment, uh, Keeping my mind as peaceful as possible for that voice, for peace, to guide me. How to see, where to go, what to say, what to do, and to whom. And uh, and living. The plan of joy for for me that God has. It's it's much more easier. It, has it been challenging? Of course, to let go of the to let go of the habits, the habits of mine. Um, but I'm reaping the rewards in so many ways. And other acquaintances, friends uh, are reaping it with me. It's, uh, it's nice. I was at Boston over the weekend at a very nice hotel enjoying the service, breakfast every morning. And I ended up going to a play with a buddy of mine, very good play, and uh, having uh, lunch and dinner together with him. And and hiking nature. We went up to an observatory and uh, and around a, a pond and just being present in nature in the moment just a was a fantastic time and I give God credit for his plan for me Uh, thank you I'm complete thank you
10: Chris that was beautiful
0: Thank you, Chris. This is LeMoyne. (laughs) Um, I can see my uh, trouble looking for the wrong thing, <clears throat> to try and find something to end it, it? the instruction is to extend it, <laughs> pardon me for a little sideways view there, maybe um, rear view mirror view think to close the recorded portion of this call, I want to turn to the introduction to this chapter, uh, paragraphs two and three. If you created God and he created you, the kingdom could not increase through its own creative thought. Creation would therefore be limited And you would not be co-creators with God. As God's creative thought proceeds from him to you, so must your creative thought proceed from you to your creation. Only in this way can all creative power extend outward. God's accomplishments are not yours, but yours are like his. You created the sonship, and you increase it. You have the power to add to the kingdom, but not to add to the creator of the kingdom. You claim this power to increase the kingdom when you become vigilant only for God and his kingdom. By accepting this power as yours, you have learned to be what you are. Your creations belong in you as you belong in God. You are part of God as your sons are part of his sons. To create is to love. Love extends outward simply because it cannot be contained. Being limitless, it does not stop. It creates forever, but not in time. God's creations have always been because He has always been. Your creations have always been because you can create only as God creates. Eternity is yours because He created you eternal. And paragraph nine. The whole purpose of this course is to teach you that the ego is unbelievable and will forever be unbelievable. You who made the ego by believing the unbelievable cannot make this judgment alone. By accepting the atonement for yourself, you are deciding against the belief that you can be alone, thus dispelling the idea of separation and affirming your true identification with the whole kingdom as literally part of you. This identification is as beyond doubt as it is beyond belief. Your wholeness has no being, excuse me, your wholeness has no limit because being is in infinity. Let's try that one more time. Your wholeness has no limits because being is in infinite. Thank you all for being here. And
7: thanks, LeMoyne. That was a great closing. And thanks, everybody.
10: Thank you, LeMoyne. Thank you, everyone.
6: Pat's here